Welcome, welcome to another episode of the New Graduate Experience. I'm here with Aidan Cox, physiotherapist, uh, entrepreneur extraordinaire, and I'm Robert Kerford. Aidan, would you like to introduce yourself? G'day, guys. I'm a physio, but more importantly, an entrepreneur. Uh, absolutely. TikTok famous, all that stuff. Go follow him. Mad shout outs, fire emojis, clap emojis. Let's get fire, into this fire. one today. Today we're talking about job prep and what we mean by job prep is how do you pick the job you want to do? How do you pick a place to work at? Do you even have the choice to pick? You know, as a new grad, you might be thinking, oh shit, I've got to pick any job. I've got to go for whatever's available. So oh my God, physiotherapy is so saturated, guys. I can't find a job. Exactly. So quick disclaimer, this doesn't apply to you hospital physiotherapists out there or hospital physiotherapists to be. Um, the allocation system is a hell of a lot different to the private practice system. So we're mainly talking about that today. Um, I want to start off talking today about um, how to prep. And we're going to talk, let's start talking off about how to, how to look for a job. What, what are you looking for and um, what are your options? So Aiden, kick us off. You start, you had an excellent strategy and you helped me a lot with picking a place. So I think you're a, an excellent person to talk to about this. Oh, you're very, uh, you're very nice, Rob. Thank you very much. It's Make question. a spreadsheet. Mm. Make one. Now, I've got to get this up. With the spreadsheet, you want to put down all the clinics that you are familiar with, heard of, been recommended to have a look at. You put them all in one column called the clinic. Next <laughs> to it, location. Next to that, website, whether you know anyone, what's your relationship to, relationship to that clinic, um, along with phone, emails, contact details, um, and the kind of conversation that you've had, um, in addition to all these other bits and bobs in terms of your first impressions, pros and cons, uh, and whether you've sent a, a resume through. So it can be quite an extensive uh, Excel spreadsheet. Uh, if you're particularly interested, just shoot us a message and I'll give you a little template there. Um, so essentially what this does is it puts it all out in front of you. It's not, just, not all just banked up in your head and it's all on paper visually so you can, you can see it. And what you can start to do is divide them up into different categories uh, based on your own preferences, I suppose. And that'll ultimately come down to once you've done a little bit of research, pros and cons in terms of what clinic, uh, I suppose, how that clinic suits you. Mm. It should all, it always be a matter. You should always try and make it a matter of whether this clinic or job suits you as opposed to whether you fit and suit them. And so ultimately, uh, this is looking back on a document from uh, just over a year ago now, as I was looking for a job uh, in September last year, uh, I was looking for an established mentoring program with a pe uh, professional development allowance, a sporting injury focus, a good reputation, a re reputation amongst the uh, physiotherapy community, a close, a close proximity to home and a good work culture. And so I've got a little bit of a plan here, uh, you know, pick the top five clinics if convenient, I walk in with a resume, otherwise call and arrange a shadowing opportunity and, a, and an opportunity to sort of really uh, get to know the clinic and the people within the clinic. Because that's ultimately really important if you're going to be working there. You want to know that you can get along with everyone. 
you want to know that you can thrive in that environment and you want to know if you'll enjoy yourself. Um, and look, ultimately, that is a very quick wrap up of what you can do. Very quick, very succinct, um, but very effective. And I think, Rob, you could probably, it sounds like you can account for a little bit of this, uh, at least putting into perspective what clinics that you think might suit you best. And I know looking back into uh, onto this this document here, the place I work at is uh, is somewhere here. <laughs> you yeah. hope so, considering you do work there now. I do remember it though, because this uh, this document was sent to me by you, and I remember looking through it and thinking, God damn, this guy is way more prepared than me. And um, I will probably put my spin on it. I would say I'm, this is a recurring theme, but I'm probably the lazier out of the two of us in terms of your networking and your job seeking and all that sort of stuff. Um, and my strategy was very similar to Aiden's, but I didn't do the whole spreadsheet thing. I'm not a very organized person. I would just write down some clinics which I was interested in. And um, literally, I think, something that's so underrated is cold calling like you can get a lot out of um just messaging local clinics or clinics that you're interested in and just sending through a resume sending through an expression of interest saying why you want to work there um like i easily got three responses from cold calls uh like it was like three out of six for me um 50%, which, Rob. Yeah, which is a really good hit rate. If you're talking mm. about a new graduate physio, like uh, mm. I think just showing a little bit of effort, I think for me it was always um, a resume and an expression of interest in their, in just working at their clinic with specific details about their clinic from their website to show that you do actually give a shit. You didn't just um, mm. copy and paste the same one. So you don't, can use the don't same address format. A letter. Don't address a letter to Samantha when the receptionist is just Jessica, right? Make sure yeah. you're not pasting everything across. Don't screw and, that up. Um, yeah, it's because it looks ugly and people talk and yeah. you don't want to be caught up in that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that, that that's what I did. Like, I used your spreadsheet as a resource. Uh, super valuable resource and, and went through a bunch of uh, clinics on that as well. Sort of um, just latched onto the bottom of it and just used that layout and put in the clinics that I had found closer to me um, mm -hmm. at the bottom down there. And then, yeah, and, and then I think a useful thing I think we talked about in the networking podcast last time was how do you, how do you know this clinic? What, who, do you, who do you know that... Um, he has recommended this clinic and in that email that I would send off, it would be like, Hey, I spoke to so-and-so. They said that, um, you guys were awesome. I, uh, I like your approach to, um, treating. I think I would, I would suit that approach really well. Um, if you have anything coming up in the future, I'd just like to send through this expression of interest for anything. And essentially I got a reply and was like, yeah, I think we might have something coming up, come in for an interview. And I was like, okay, sweet. I think that happened like three times, actually. I had that. Yeah. And you'd rather be spoiled for choice than to be latching onto a job offer that of a clinic that you don't really want to work for. So Yeah, totally. Um, it pays to do the work. And mm. if you do it quick, uh, before everyone else gets in, you've got more opportunities available for you because 
um, they, you know, little good gigs get snapped up very quickly. That being said, I was a late, a late finisher and, and I still found a job that I'm very happy with. Um, but perhaps I was almost after the, the ball in that sense. So yeah, after the big rush, I suppose. Yeah. After the big yeah. rush, the big influx. So that might've been to an advantage to me. Uh, if I think it lined up quite well with my employer at the time, they're like, this is probably the best time for you to be looking. So yeah. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason, Rob. Mm. That's it. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's how we look for jobs, but, but what, what other things are you actually looking for? So, so Aiden, why did you pick, let's say, so let's say, why did you pick the position that you picked? Why, what made you think this clinic looks amazing? What are the things we need to look for in a practice, which would be green flags, red flags to a new grad? Yeah, so I would have touched on those five main components. Uh, just to reiterate, you know, an established mentoring program, mm -hmm. sports degree focus, a good reputation, uh, close to home and a good work culture. Uh, it ticked basically every single one of those boxes. Um, you know, it, and that's not to say that there aren't certain negatives to it, but the positives certainly outweigh the negatives. And so it was a pretty easy decision for me. Um, and yeah, I, I suppose always wondered if the, the grass was greener on the other side. It was quite literally my first interview, uh, that I got. And by the time I went in for my second interview, uh, uh sorry, an, an interview at a different practice, I'd already got the job. So, um, it, yeah, look, I think, I think it, I definitely looking back, I'm very glad to be where I am now. Um, uh, but most definitely those those points are probably the the biggest ones for me are the mentoring yeah it's so vital in your first year like uh, you you could if if you're really tight with money or really requiring it financially and then if, if it means enough to you sure but if you can get away without having finance as a as a priority uh, in your decision-making uh, with regards to private practices, I think it's definitely worthwhile pursuing one that may be less pay, but a, a absolutely better experience on a, on a clinical front. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That, that, that's an that's a important one, one for me as well. Another thing which you just said that resonates really well with me was, you know, you said, is the grass greener on the other side? Something which helped me be really confident in my decision with the clinic that I was, that I'm at now was, I had been to other interviews before and when I went into that clinic, I think I said to them on, on the interview, I was like going in here, like it feels much more homely. The other places I've been at felt very clinical, very um, out of, not out of touch, but it didn't feel very much like, like myself. And uh, that's a point that I think is important. Does the facility match the type of therapist that you see yourself with? So if you walk into a clinic and, there's no gym equipment. There's no nothing. It's just beds and it's curtains and there's ultrasound machines and there's tens machines. That doesn't sound like the type of clinic to me that majority of new graduates that are being taught modern physio would want to go to now. Um, you know, that's not to say that those sorts of things, um, we're not going to get into that now, whatever, whatever, but um, you know, so going to multiple interviews really helped me realize, well, like, hey, this, this place is 
is the is the is the green grass i can tell that because i've seen the the, the dark side essentially a little bit like dating rob you just, yeah. just dating around a little bit and see see what you like and figure out what you do like about different places and if you like one enough stick to it and if it doesn't work out in a couple of years it doesn't work out in a couple of years <laughs> yeah exactly right um so yeah, those things are really important, and they're they're good signs. What about what about red flags? I think I've probably touched on a little bit about them. So things that you can physically see which don't match your interpretation of physiotherapy. So um, like if you're highly against electrotherapy, tens and stuff, ultrasound, mm. then that's something you might want to avoid. That's something I personally err on yeah. the side of caution of not I'm not doing. Struggling multiple patients at once yes. is probably another thing as well. That's a big um, one for me as well. Yeah. Yeah. And these are all personal preferences. I know good physios that juggle patients and they seem to be doing it well. It's a good way to learn. Um, is it ethical? Well, that's another question, I suppose. But yeah. um, other, I, don't, I don't know about, I suppose a red flag would be a lack of mentoring. Yeah. Mm. Um, particularly as a new grad, it's very easy to be caught up in or it's, you know, it's a big, like, it may be a big established clinic or like a big sports medicine center. It's like, wow, all these big names work here, but they just don't have the time of day to, to help you and to help you learn um, on a professional front. And you need all the support you can get, frankly. Yeah. So um, I, that's probably something to consider. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, uh, as a new graduate, you're an investment to a company. Uh, for the start, it's very realistic that you won't make them any money. You're probably they're probably losing money um, on mm -hmm. you. And so I think if a company is expecting you to make their money from the start, uh, they're probably a little bit delusional. And you know, it's not a good sign that they don't want to do things to increase the return on their investment, if that makes sense. If you're looking at it from a purely like businessy point of view, you're an investment, they want to return. You would think that they'd be doing as much as possible to increase that amount of return. So mentoring is something that most places should offer um, realistically if they're trying to do what's best for you. Mm. And then there are probably the yellow flags that say, where you know it's not a not a deal breaker like in dating you could have <laughs> red flags they're psychotic or sure. yellow flags they're fun but a bit crazy and sure. so <laughs> and so you know that in the physio realm that could be that could be in the form of uh no sporting team attached um you know maybe little social life uh uh, less experience among the physios compared to others so um, yeah. i think it's important to really acknowledge that experienced physios know a heap and a lot more than what a couple or a few uh physios that are only five years out may know so yeah um, that's also something little to consider yeah and yeah at the end of the day it, it's just picking picking the clinic that's right for you find the balance of of green and yellow flags that you're willing to tolerate and um, what you think will suit to you. Yeah. Uh, I want to finish off talking about filling out your resume as a new grad and what sort of little details you can put in to make yourself um, a, an admirable candidate. 
And I'm not talking about like, oh, you should be doing this course at this time because that's going to make everyone want to be your best friend. It's not stuff like that. I think um, in terms of clinical skills, you really shouldn't even be bragging about any clinical skills in, in your resume. You might want to say something like, oh, I've been effective on my placements. Um, but it, be, be humbling, be modest. Always say, I'm looking to learn. That's really important. I think if I could say, Things that you're trying to get across in your resume would be you have interpersonal skills, you can talk to people, you like to talk to people, um, you have a patient-centered approach, so you're, you're putting that relationship with the patient first and that you're willing to learn and you're wanting to learn as much as possible. And that, that modesty, I think, goes a long way. Um, don't, don't try to talk up how good you are at fixing people's backs and whatever like that because that's just going to i think at the end of the day it's gonna fuck you over like like we said a couple episodes before if you think you're a good physio by the time you're in your first grad role you're not yeah so don't start don't start chatting away about how great you are at treating backs mate <laughs> i'm 10 months down the track and i'm only starting to get a grip so <laughs> <laughs> So um, there's there's that element too. Um, just to expand on your your amazing points, Rob. Uh, oh, thank you. I have been listening to this other podcast, the Sports Grade Podcast. They're amazing. Um, they give great yeah great tips on uh, interviewing processes and and uh, things to work on in your pursuit of a career in sport. Uh, and one of the main uh, main sort of principles I found within the resume uh, or job application process and the interview process um, would be to show, not tell. Yeah. So show that you've done a lot in terms of your physiotherapy, show that you're motivated, show that you're willing to learn, show that you're keen to get your hands dirty, show that you've got a good work ethic through your own experience and let them make the judgments so you know it can be well, it's all great if you just um mention that you're an effective worker but to showcase that within your work is another thing let them make the judgment let them decide if you're a good candidate through your experiences yeah and and i think even little things like um we both discussed about uh, just before the podcast if we put interests and hobbies on our resumes and mm. we both sort of agreed for a new grad, it's probably a good idea because those things that you can put on your resume help show, well, Hey, uh, I'm doing something that's interesting. That's maybe, um, maybe an interest point that can be brought up in an interview might also show that you're interested in learning. So for example, like I've been doing Duolingo in ja on Japanese on my phone for like 500 days now or something. And I put that That's on my great. resume. Yeah. That's wrong. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, shout out to the Japanese homies, Aiden, my man. And, um, <laughs> and my and my employer um, in the interview brought that up and was like, "Oh, that's so fascinating." And it's like, well, I, was, I was like, you know, you can sort of put a spin on that. You can just say, "Yeah, I'm just like trying to keep keep learning stuff and keep keep busy." And even that was something which I thought, I thought was useful in that situation. Absolutely, it's and it shows that there's more to experience to you. You're a person, you have hobbies, yeah. you have interests, you have a life outside of work. And that's equally important to know. Um, to be frank, people who don't have an interest outside of work, 
are typically boring and not really uh, good colleagues to work with. So, mm. um, and, and don't make good physios because they're not personable. And that's not to say, oh, you know, if you don't have a hobby, you're, you're, you're boring. Um, it's just a, an indicator. It's a factor in that. And so mm. um, pretty strong comments there, Rob, but it's something I do believe in. Correlation does not equal causation, but yes. That's right. That's right. Like, fuck it. Put put something random on it. I put cyclining on my resume and it got brought up. It was an interesting topic. It was funny. And it's, look, you can talk about motor learning and skill acquisition, which is all, <laughs> it's all components of physio. Yeah. So it does relate. Um, and yes, uh, also on your point, Rob, that learning, you, you know, you're keen to learn and, and that's also important. Mm. So we're going to talk a lot more about this sort of stuff um, in a podcast in the future on interviews. And we're going to be giving the little tips and tricks on how to uh, sell yourself, what sort of things to include in your resume and, and how to talk about those points. Um, but we talked a lot today about what some little things to put in your resume, um, what to look for in a job and, and a little bit of a system on how to uh, find different jobs that you think might suit you best. Um, if I have any final points, I would just say, uh, don't, don't sell yourself short. You know, you're, a, you're an asset, you're your most valuable asset. Um, so browse around, do some shopping, uh, and you know, don't be afraid to, to say no to a place that you don't think will suit you. How about yourself? Don't settle. don't settle. Yeah. You deserve the best. Yeah. You go girl. Okay. Right. Is that your final insights? <laughs> hugs and kisses. Yeah, hugs and kisses, fire emoji, clapping emoji. So we'll finish it up there, guys. Thanks very much for listening. It's been a pleasure. It's been an absolute honor. Um, we'll be catching up uh, very shortly in the next week. I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys. If you have any questions about anything, please message us on Instagram um, and give us a follow as well. Always greatly appreciated. Um, but we'll catch you in the next one. Big things coming. See you soon. Catch you later. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye.